is a magical operation of maximum importance. The initiation of a new Aeon. When it becomes necessary to utter a word, the whole planet must be bathed in blood. Ah yes, welcome to Dead House Whispers. <laughs> Hello everyone, hello, hello, and welcome to Dead House Whispers. Uh, today we are joined, as usual, by our other host, uh, Faceless Mike. Greetings. And uh, Bishop, our ex-Bishop slash uh, underscore MD, but everyone just calls him Bishop. That also, yeah, that's Bishop's easier. <laughs> I'm, still, and, uh, I'm still looking into his credentials for his medical doctorate, but go ahead. You know <laughs> <laughs> a lot of and, people, uh, a lot of people are good for that. <laughs> and uh, I am, as always, Calypso, and on Deadhouse Whispers, we talk about anything and everything Deadhouse Sonata-related, be it books, movies, films, lore, yada, yada, yada. For those of you in the unknown, um, still, uh, Deadhouse Sonata is a spiritual successor to Legacy of Kane. It is a narrative-driven action RPG in which you play the undead fighting the living. Deadhouse Sonata development is leading on PC and will support all major platforms. And today's topic, I guess, is what is our today's was our topic more? A whole um, lot of Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Yeah, we, we we had a World Anvil stream today. That was the other one yeah. we wanted to bring up. So, uh, Bishop, you managed to catch that because the rest of us uh, were a little bit preoccupied with a few other things. <laughs> but come on, give us give us a summary of the World Anvil. Uh, yeah. So uh, most of the World Anvil stuff was um, pretty much what we're used to. We understand World Anvil is used to add potential, not necessarily uh, canonized uh, lore, but potential lore into the game. World building allows players and people to kind of just add add to that. Um, it was pretty much just going over that. Dennis got asked some questions. Um, I was doing some things, hey, so I missed some. He spilled the beans. He usually spills the beans. He spilled the beans on, I think, one of the things that I was kind of talking about a little bit ago that I found fascinating. Someone had asked about um, uh, a language, like constructive language in Deadhouse. Mm. And he went on to talk about, very, very briefly, he mentioned the Lich and he used Liches as an example for constructing uh, magic sp spell language, Wyvern Tamer, yeah. And um, it sounded like it was kind of like musical kind of a thing. He used a word, I forget, uh, Wyvern Tamer, maybe you know, um, for where that language, where he's getting that language from. You see, you're talking about word magic, and then I just keep thinking of dance magic, and now the theme from dance Labyrinth is playing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yes. um, I think during the World Anvil stream, I think some someone mentioned conlang, which is like... Yeah, constructive language. Constructive oh, languages. No. Proto-Indo-European. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. Is what that's the uh, like language <clears throat> is going to be. That sounds that sounds really fancy. Proto-Indo-European. We've already got Futhark, for God's sake. You're going to need a friggin' ancient languages degree to be able to decipher half of the crap they put yeah. in the game. <laughs> I would like... I know... I don't think it'll go this far. Um, yeah, that's what we were talking about, Calypso. Oh, okay. Um, I don't, I don't think it'll go this far, but I would like if it were a Tolkien, like if there were a Tolkien-esque 
depth to the language where like oh, how dude you know, i can barely speak english, english man i know same, <laughs> that's what it sounded like. i love it like that's what it sounded maybe, like though. maybe for the the lich with like it because it's it's apparently supposed to have like a musical language or something that'd be cool if if it were on that level of like depth for the the language of notes or music and it really dug into music theory and treble clefs and rests and you know stuff like that but that'd be that's that's a little bit overdoing it i think that's just a yeah. hopeful it, it definitely thought. sounded like something that when i think of it there's this board game i forget it's, it has to do with like weird magic spells which is really funny but you have cards and each card has a word and then the words go together in a phrasing and that's like the spell that you cast so that's what yeah, when Dennis familiar. i can't remember what that's from but that does sound yeah familiar. i don't remember what, what if it's that's called. what if that's how it's like for the lich you that's know? what it sounded I mean, like because uh what is it the uh the skill system is a card system for dead house so the lich might be to uh cast spells you have to assemble cards in like an order and that's your spell almost like um I don't know if you guys have played Underworld Ascendant. It was like the reboot to the Underworld series uh, from other side. But uh, they used rune systems. They used a rune system where, depending on what runes you put in which order, casted your, cast your spells and created spells. So maybe that's how it'll be for the Lich. You, oh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a rune there. system. I think, mm -hmm. I think what would be fascinating, given like, so let's assume it's a spell language and like the Lich is using these words to cast a spell let's say fireball for example mm -hmm. so you have the fireball tarot card on the back instead of instead of nodes that are like linear and all connected maybe it's each node is like a word yeah and depending on what word depends on if it's a big fireball if it's small but maybe many fireballs or something like that and then you construct the word that way and that's the word that's used when you cast it. That'd be super rad. I think, I think that's why fun. the Lich is going to have the most cards in the out of all the classes. The Lich is going to have the most because that that might be what it'll be. Uh, spell Spelt. spell tongue for wait what spell tongue for fireball heat gathered together apart. Yeah, something like that would be really cool. <clears throat> yeah. like that'd, that'd, be really that'd be cool. That'd be really neat. Like uh, I I hope it it'll I hope it's easier than how Arx Fatalis presents it like that's another old um game where in order to cast spells like it used mouse movement for your spell casting but you could do it in an order and then once you got a spell down you could just hotkey it but you had to actually move your mouse in a certain direction to say the word to cast the spell so like <clears throat> up and down would be hello and then left and right would be goodbye or something and then like mm -hmm. hello goodbye and then it's a death spell or something uh, so so it's like the thing like Akami and there's a few other games you can yeah, actually physically yeah. draw stuff yeah. on the screen and yeah. all like that. Okami is a great game. I love that game. Oh yeah, great, great game. Fantastic. But that we can go on, we could probably all talk about that for hours on end, right? <laughs> <laughs> so while we're on to that, one of the things we were discussing on the actual Deadhouse stream was the lore and how it all works together now mm -hmm. i don't have varic here for his phenomenal amount of knowledge of crazy um shapes <laughs> octahedrons. octahedrons tetrahedrons I'm, but what we can go i'm to, working on a theory about the octahedron oh i'll uh I'll, I'll talk to people about that later oh okay now now you've got me intrigued 
But what we do have is knowledge that the nine houses will probably relate to the nine pillars. Yeah, that's true. Yes, I did catch that's that. We, on, that's what we think. What yeah, we think. I caught that on the stream, the the dead house stream that you guys had <coughs> uh, Wednesday. Um, and you know, Varric obviously goes crazy in depth with everything, um, <laughs> but I think that's how it'll be too. Because if if we look back at Blood Omen, I might be repeating some of the stuff he said. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, if we look back at Blood Omen, uh, you know, all the pillars represented something to do with the world in itself and like the core of things. So conflict, yeah. nature, mind, death, yada yada yada. Balance was the center, of course. Um, each house as as I think you guys are getting at, it's like each one will represent one of the pillars. So we have mm -hmm. dead house, which is clearly death. Um, yeah. And then, you and, know, and the other houses will probably be, you know, be the other pillars. Like what would yeah. Giga house be? Is Giga house going to be nature now, like, here or nature? Here's what I was thinking. So we've got the pillar Deadhouse. Deadhouse is the pillar of death, and we're assuming the avatar or guardian being the Gaztak. We're just, we're just, that's just as a idea for how yeah. we're moving forward. What if we get it wrong? Yeah, Wyvern Tamer is just about to get ahead of me saying Deadhouse is life plot twist. What if we're wrong, and because it's a spiritual successor to Legacy of Cain, Deadhouse is balance? That'd because be to, That'd keep be, the, yeah. to keep everything in order, there must be death and rebirth. Yeah. Mm, ooh, that's a good so, one, Mike. I was like, even if you think of that, so we have, we, we understand life. There is life. Mm. And then there is the undead. Just drop something. There's undead. And then there's true death. Yeah. So the undead and dead house being right there, smack dab in the middle, could be bad. And if you consider like the empire of man grew too big, so thus dead house was born and yeah. will be calling the humans along with uh, uh, numerous other things. Yeah, they are there to keep the balance essentially. Mm. But, but what does that mean? But what does that mean for the rest of the uh, the working theory? Uh, no, it's still the same. It's just we shift a pillar, which yeah. means the other pillars are open for other bits and pieces. Like we're only going the obvious that dead house means death because dead yeah, house. Like, because dead house. But it could be the others. Because yeah. Cain was the vampire, he was the balance pillar. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we could go like there is many other ones that it could be like it's clearly it's not mind or you know states stuff like that. Yeah, but we do have the other pillars. So okay, well, so let's let's say that let's use that theory. Let's say that dead house is the balance pillar. What would the other pillars essentially, or what would the other houses? pillars rep you know what i mean i don't what know i'm still trying to figure out because the only one we have definitely 100 confirmed is giga house which is the giants yeah, that's true like, so, De dennis dennis dropped the name of divina house oh yeah that's he still seriously wants angels, angels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's just work in progress though i'd imagine but that could be a that could uh, be dimensional is is where i was going to go with that. i don't mean to derail <laughs> what we're talking about but i have this print in front of us here this is oz Karox. I have mm -hmm. this print as the mouse mat. I've been staring at that since late last year. And I never noticed something, but I'm going to say it now. Um, Calypso, does this mildly resemble Avernus to you by any chance? Oh, yeah, totally. 
Yeah, it does. Like just to destroy Avernus Cathedral in what Little if, Oh, I have no doubt that that all of you know be, because uh, Dead House is <laughs> essentially where Dennis would have gone had you know he kept the IP, the Legacy of Kane yeah. IP. It's it's you know what what he would have done only you know twenty years ago with with uh, less you know advanced hardware than we have now. Um, so I have no doubt that there's going to be a billion Easter eggs and a billion other things like, hey, well, this is this version of that thing. This is this other version of the other thing. So like, because if you go back to Blood Omen and play it, there's liches, there's wraiths, there's mm-hmm. ghosts, you know, all the, there's, um, there's, uh, I think we were talking about this with the white, um, there's, you know, gross Frankensteinian monster ab- abominations in Blood Omen 1 that are just the white is representing, like in the in the dark dark eden or something there's gross yeah. slug and monsters that were created with alchemy and dark sorcery um that is essentially the white now for dead house so that's why i think it's an awful that. pity they didn't take his stuff forward because i know oh <clears throat> it's a risky one when you bring up the blood omen fan, or not the blood omen legacy kane and fan base mm-hmm. yeah i'm going poking this hornet's nest again <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like, Some good liked, people came from that, though. I, I liked Soul Reaver, but I do think the story took a magnificent swan dive for the later series because it just entirely focused on Cain and Raziel rather than the actual story of the world. Because mm-hmm. in Blood Omen 1, it was bigger than Cain. That was the point. <clears throat> and they're all getting their knickers in a twist now because it's been delisted from steam which means they're like oh it's getting that, a remake oh no uh, i've seen that no, yeah they're all no. there there's i'm sorry it's not, not happening. happening i'm sorry it's not happening let me put it to you this way okay i'll just restate this once and for all if anyone mentions this anywhere we can ring, link them back because this will be on spotify on youtube on everything <laughs> dennis has said years ago they contacted him because there was talks about redoing the series, specifically Blood Omen, but then I think the plan would have been obviously to go forward. It completely fell apart, and it doesn't look like that series would ever be able to be resurrected. Dennis said he didn't specify details, but he did say on a stream once that like it kind of fell apart in ways that like they don't think they'd ever be able to go forward. Now, will they remaster the game? possibly will they do HD be, remakes maybe are you getting a defiance to or a new blood omen or a new soul reaver it's not happening it's dead y'all gotta let it go look dead space fans had to come to a harsh realization along with many other series fans it's gone if you want more of that series dead house that's the only option now, all PSA I can say over. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Dead Space fans have to come to the conclusion that there will be no Dead Space 3 because we don't talk about the real Dead Space. <laughs> I, I love Dead Space 1, 2, and 3. This is a hill I will three, die on. You can't change was, my mind. No, no, no. 3 was fun, but it was way different than 1 and 2. Oh, but Dead Space is oh, not Dead House. What's the worst thing about de- derail, derailing Dead House stuff for a minute? <laughs> The worst thing about Dead Space is that, and the Dead Space, uh, the the official Prey Two that Human Head wanted to make, all that kind of stuff, is that when the developers later on released their story details for all that kind of stuff, for like what the actual Dead Space Three was supposed to be and what Dead Space Four was gonna be, 
it's a shame we never got that kind of stuff because it, the plots yeah. and stuff looked amazing. If you look up all that kind of junk, it's same thing with Blood Omen. Like the like Dennis's original Blood Omen sequel is this, and now that we're actually getting to see it, it's cool. But I'm I'm still always the the what if kind of guy. Where what if Blood Omen Two was actually made in 1998 or something and was released, you know, <clears throat> on PlayStation One? How would that look? All that kind of junk. Um, oh, it's fun to hypothesize, but these oh, ones definitely. that get vehemently and no, viciously defensive of the series are y'all need to chill out. Yeah. The only reason Soul Reaver, I think, was delisted from Steam as of this video, um, or as of the stream and, and podcast and everything, is probably because uh I'm assuming something with the license, or they're just, you know, tweaking it for Steam and PC, and then someone is, you know making it a, giving it a little bit of an enhanced version um kind of like they did with sin a couple like last year they delisted sin from steam and now we have sin gold which is uh hd rework or whatever better graphics runs better on modern systems that's probably what they're doing for soul reaver one it'll probably happen for soul reaver two blood omen two defiance like they're just gonna make Might them put out a legacy of Kane collect they'll slowly delist yeah, them all and have a like legacy that, of Kane yeah. collection which just has all the games in it yeah something but as far as another legacy yeah. of kane officially happens i don't think they've tried to do this for the past 10 years make another game dead sun nosgoth um dennis's canceled omen project which was the reboot for the series back in 2016 that 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 they got canned um that you've seen concept art and stuff floating around online it, it's not that they haven't tried to bring the series back it's that they've tried but then someone inevitably steps in wants to change something or has these other ideas to you know make it for a modern audience games as a service or something yeah. like that. And then they just like, no, we're not going to do it. Cancel it. Simple like if, if they would just follow through, like it doesn't even matter that the soul reaver branch is completely different than where it was originally going. If they would just follow through with something, they would still be successful. Yeah. <clears throat> People forget that when the, when the original, when the uh, legacy of Kane was around back in the late nineties and early two thousands, the series for its time sold pretty well. Was it giant blockbuster millions of copies? Well, no. Was it a, was it thousands and thousands of copies because that's all you needed to sell back then? Yes, and that was yeah. fine. Ugh, it just it, it pisses me off that Square Enix and EA are like, no, you need five million copies instead of five hundred thousand or something to break <laughs> even. You don't need five million copies. One million copies is good enough. Two million is fine, but when you have I like just, ten million projected, you're ridiculous. Where are you going? Yeah, with this? who was it? They that was it. One of the Tomb Raider games, the most recent ones. They're like, oh, mm -hmm. it was a failure, even though it made gangbusters and turned a ton of profit. But because oh, exactly. it didn't, it didn't meet sales projections. Yeah. It was yeah. a failure, which is a disgrace. Although I'm convinced that's tax related stuff. But anyway, oh, the yeah. next time you're going to see Raziel, it's in Fortnite. I think that's your only hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Please, no, no, no. That's the that's the final nail in the proverbial coffin for Soul Reapers. If Raziel and Kane show up in Fortnite, oh, the <laughs> oh, little, little bit of hope I have for that Soul Reaver <laughs> branch of the series is officially dead if they okay. show up in Fortnite. Soul Soul Reaver did. Um, sell 1.4 million units by 2001. That's, that's a lot for back uh, then. That was that was gangbusters for that because I think yeah, people definitely. wanted like more Tomb Raider, but not like Tomb Raider because I think mm -hmm. they were between stuff at the time, and that was pretty much the engine they were using, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, using the, the last, Tomb Raider engine. Yeah, the last hurrah for the Gex engine, which was the Tomb Raider engine. Um, 
was for Soul Reaver 2, and then they switched to like Unreal 1 or 2 or whatever for Defiance or something. Mm. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's, that's like nerdy. super broken, unfortunately. Oh, completely. Yeah. I think Unreal, it was like, so fun, like, oh, but man. it was so broken. <laughs> it was mm-hmm, so bad. Mm-hmm. No, Unreal didn't hit its stride until Unreal 3, and then every game was on Unreal 3 forever, forever. Until, I wonder what I wonder what we'll see coming out soon then for other things. What way they're like? Because I've noticed when I was playing Monster Hunter the last few days, uh, that's running on the RE engine. It looks fucking incredible. Like the fact of like this doesn't look like it should be a Switch game. Like they're like, oh, the graphics are PS2 graphics. Anyone that says that, because I've seen that for the concept thing for Deadhouse, so it's like, oh my god. Everyone mm-hmm. that screams this looks like PS2 graphics isn't old enough to have ever actually played a PlayStation. Yeah, game, no, never. If you notice that, <laughs> yeah, go back and play some of the PlayStation 2 games. Like they, they still look good. Art style goes a long way. They still look. Yeah, good. Uh, and secondly to that, you've got Wind Waker. When you do a good art style, the game is immortal. Uh, but the actual point I was trying to make is like we've got people making all this kind of stuff now. Imagine what we're going to have in a few years' time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Like, like with just like, just look at this concept art scrolling by here for dead house. That's just concept art. Now, like when it comes to game development or whatever, a lot of the times it's get that concept art and just put it to the screen, put it in actual Mm -hmm. graphical form. If you take all those and you manage to translate that perfectly in engine, then you're golden. You're sold. Visually, don't need to do anything else because you is just it weird. Jellerus, there is what I want to see in real life the most. I would love to. No, I'm I'm more excited for the Red Lady stuff because that just tickles my fancy. And and Lord Zord, the vampires. I want to know mm-hmm. how they look in game. Yeah, definitely. Like it's gonna I'm be fine amazing. With, I'm fine with even you know grayscaled, non textured uh, models or whatever. Yeah, just just something. Uh, just something. Yeah, something. Yeah. Give me that. Give me from me. what I know of uh, working with Apocalypse, um, you're not going to see that. No, not when for you a while. See, no, when you see stuff <laughs> now, because of all the comments on that IGN video, you're going to see the finished product. You're not going to see. Like, but see, I don't want that. I want, models or anything. I want there to be an official DHS stream, and it's like, hey, here's a character, and it's just a polygon of a character, no detail. And then it's just a really slow slideshow. <laughs> yeah, just getting no, better definitely. and better. And then right before the last one, they show one, and we're like, holy crap, that's amazing. It's so good. And they're <laughs> oh, like, yeah. oh, wait, one more. <laughs> just blows away. <laughs> that's what I want. Lord Scar there, probably going to make some enemies with this statement, but I think when you try to push graphics back in the day, it looked worse, uh, looked the worse age. Yes, because that that even goes across all media. Like when you look at any movies nowadays that were uh, amazing for their time, like Lord of the Rings, like the CG in Lord of the Rings is very visible now. Mm-hmm. And that goes for everything, just because technology marches on. If you try to make photorealistic so-and-so, it will look appalling later down the line. But yet, man, some of Disney's original stuff still looks better than any crap they can make in a computer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know like, what I'm saying? I think, I think when it comes for film-wise anyway, with like CGI and stuff, oh, and I'm, to- I'm a total simp. I'm a total simp for the Red <laughs> Lady. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um when it comes to like CGI and films, uh, there's a lot of stuff surprisingly that 
that is CG that nobody notices. Like, you know, that car in the background, CG car, that mailbox, CG mailbox. It's like when it's moving, if it's like, if it's a static still image and it's CG, you won't be able to tell the difference. When it moves is when that uncanny valley, it's not real, but it's on the cusp of being real is where it ages itself completely. Especially Mm. if it's something like, kind of like what you're saying, something so big, like. Yeah, something and And when it's something that we're like, yeah, that's not real, like giant monsters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we know for sure there's no real world comparison to that. We automatically are like, bring me back rubber suit Godzilla. Yes, please. Godzilla. (laughs) I don't know why they don't like, there's so many, um, real, like practical effect makeup artists and stuff still out there working that craft, even though it's a total, like almost dead medium now with, I I prefer plastic animatronic Godzilla beyond my understanding. And anything I've seen now is, as you know, like I've been involved in the horror industry quite a while behind the scenes and like just in the front, like reviewing and stuff like that. Practical effects don't age half as dramatically as CG. If you watch an old movie where it's got actual physical practical effects, as opposed to like CG'd in later, it looks incredible. Like, Calypso, prime example. You were saying you were watching Hellraiser recently. I've finally been getting around to watching the Hellraiser now, movies. Like, look at oh, the CG man. in that movie versus how the Cenobites actually look. Yeah, it's insane. Like the fact that the only the the fact that for Hellraiser two anyway, um, they used you know that that old style of matte painting where it was a matte background yeah. for painting and like the only thing that was CG, I think was Leviathan in that film, but the rest was, yeah. you know, backgrounds or matte paintings. It still looks phenomenal. Everything else was practical effects. The freaking hell box or the hell pillar or whatever you call yeah. it in the Hellraiser universe, practical effects. And it looks amazing. All the, the Cenobite makeup and the chains and the death and amazing. Fant- the thing, even the, the thing is still Rob Bottin, the thing legend, all those movies exactly. are still fantastic looking but today. Good, yeah. And then, and then you have other ones cheaper. that are not good. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. yeah well, that's yeah, like, the scale of the artistry. I was trying there. to think. There's one I'm I'm thinking of, and I cannot for the life of me remember the movie or anything troll? about it is or it who it is. Too? Is it Troll Two? It's yeah, probably Troll Two. We're eating her, and then they're gonna eat me. Oh my god! I think it was. Uh, it's the nil box. <laughs> I think it was a uh, Schwarzenegger uh, movie. Total Recall. Oh, May oh, it might be Total Recall. Total when Recall, he's like a probe, probe in his nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Total Recall. That's, that's, Total Recall. that's so bad. Some of it looks terrible, but then others but like it looks great. really, really good. Like, yeah. No, there's this one movie. Um, it's one of my favorite. I don't. I don't like horror stuff. Let me let me state that I don't like horror stuff. Like, I I, I enjoy it, but I'm not one of those guys who can turn on a horror movie and you know you know, have the balls to watch it because I get, I get the jitters really easily. Right. Like I'm a scaredy cat. Okay. <laughs> One of my favorite horror movies and it's more psychologically demanding and, and, um, ridiculous rather than it is like jump scary. I think cause that's why is cause most horror movies default to jump scares rather than like psychologically messing with your brain. Yeah. I yeah. huge horror fan. I hate jump scares. Yeah. Continue. Um, this movie it's, it takes place in like a summer camp or something and everyone's getting murdered or whatever. And then the plot twist, I don't want to spoil it, but the plot just is bonkers. And the practical effects of that stuff is crazy. It's called like Sleepaway Camp or Summer Camp of Doom or, you know, some cheesy thing. And um, it's, you guys got to watch it. I'll probably find the link or something and drop it to you guys later. But uh, Mm. it takes place in the summer camp. 
in like it was set in like the to, it was made in like the eighties or something. And um, all the April practical- Fool's Day. That that's it. That might be it. No, that's it. I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Okay, so so that movie it just it just dawned on me there. It's, it, and it's, all it's, of the all the the minimal practical effects that they used, you know, for the quick cuts that you could see were it, were really good. Wait, but it's a really on. cheesy cheap. I'm just after movie. mixing that up because the same actress is in both of them. Hold on. No, go on. Keep talking. It's not um, that. But no, like the the ending the ending monster that you see is nightmare fuel practical effect mask and all this kind of stuff it's it's almost like um the uh, the american werewolf in london the the werewolf transformation how it's all one cut yeah it's and, sleepaway uh, cam from 1983 because, uh, Thank you. i know I, I i've met your one who stars in a felicia rose esposito yeah mm-hmm. that's i yeah. i had to, I to quickly look it up because she's in a few other ones yeah but yeah, yeah watch that that's yeah that's you guys watch that movie. It's, it's ridiculous <laughs> great it's Although just, I think that trope, the surprise ending, I'm not again not going to give it away, but that was the first yeah, movie that it. done that, and that trope has now been used to death in like loads of other stuff from like Family oh, oh, Guy definitely. to yeah. everything else. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's been parodied up the wazoo. It's like Hal Nine Thousand being you know the evil computer for everything. I was going to say I'm another sorry, one Dave. if you like the psychological horror is um, Session Nine. I. I think I've seen a trailer for that, or it's been on one of those top ten horror movies that will like. You watch, your brain. you watch, you watch that. You watch that. That's a good one. <laughs> That's the level of horror I'm actually expecting from Deadhouse because I know how they write. And while it isn't a horror game, again, <laughs> PSA, it is not a horror game. It is a dark gothic game in a horror setting. You don't get scared. You are the monsters. Yeah. Obligatory, obligatory uh, disclaimer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't played Bloodborne, but I know that the the depth of detail and like story detail and like psychological stuff that makes you think is really in Bloodborne or something. So I think that'll be in Dead House, or at least I'm hoping it's in Dead House. That like there's stuff that in game, you know, makes you ponder and like you talk with your friends and you wonder about it. I mean, we're all div- diving deep into the lore and everything normally on the discord and the forums and stuff. So just bring that level into the game, you know, cause there's so many games that do that, that where the form is populated with lore and the Wikipedia's and all that stuff. But then in game, it's not really there. Yeah. You know? That's a case of where you have to look up Fatty video to, you know, figure out what the hell is going on <laughs> in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the world anvil stream uh, today, Dennis was talking about how there are basically two different styles of storytelling and lore and stuff. And one is your traditional, like, boom, 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 pretty much predictable from the first 10 minutes Mm. to the style that he enjoys where it's super rich, super thick of stuff. And you're just kind of like, oh, cool. I know the answer. Well, there's passive. Don't know it. (laughs) Yeah, there's passive, which is like Dark Souls, which means like it's not thrown in your face. You have to go looking for it or you won't find it. And most of that's not even confirmed. There's active, which is what Deadhouse will be, which is the standard for most RPGs. You go to people, like The Witcher is a prime example. You can run through the game and just follow the main story. But if you go and talk to other people, there's like all this other stuff going on. And then there's what you just mentioned there, which I would call the on rails. It's the, you don't have a choice of what happens. The minute you walk to a certain part, you know, you're following a predestined path. And every time you hit a certain checkpoint, things happen to you. So it's kind of like a slightly more interactive movie, which they all have their place. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. but something that's uh, more Wyvern Tamer, uh, no. Bloodborne is not really make you think type stuff. It is pretty explicit about humanity is the monster thing. The context in Bloodborne is what you need to think about. One of my favorite parts of Bloodborne is it's a really grim, dark, gothic setting. And it's like, ooh, this is like Bram Stoker. And then halfway through the game, it's like, oh, oh you've been tricked. It's actually Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah. I've, like, I've never played Bloodborne. You expected Bram Stoker, but it was I, Lovecraft. Oh yeah, no, I haven't Sorry, played Bloodborne I had, I had either. To make a JoJo reference. Oh geez, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played Bloodborne either. But like you know, I know that there's like, oh, it's a giant squid man face on a statue. Well, I guess it's Lovecraft. <laughs> oh, so like, don't get me wrong. I love Cthulhu. I have a plushie of Cthulhu. I've booked statues, a whole lot, and all like that. But like, there's more to Lovecraft than Cthulhu. But it's the most overused trope in the whole oh, series. Oh, no, it sucks. Like, I, I was talking <laughs> about this on Twitter, and um, it sucks that there's so much about Lovecraft that just gets thrown under the bus with Cthulhu because, like, you know, that's his most popular thing. Like, the dude created an entire universe that isn't just Cthulhu. There's more to it. And he did it really simplistically where in one story there'll be a name drop of one character from another story, and that's all you need to tie it together. Yeah. That's it. You know, the Call of Cthulhu is one story. That's it. Cthulhu shows yeah. up one time in the entire mythos. That's it. Dagon never shows like never shows up in the mythos at all. A statue nope. of Dagon does, but not Dagon. It's, like, men it's mentioned. Yes, it's, it's never mentioned. even that's seen. The, that's the good stuff about Lovecraft is that you don't see the monster. I you, think that can be even more horrifying, you know? to be honest. Oh yeah, because like, in the Call of Cthulhu, like Cthulhu is like a little bit at the very end. But like the rest it's of it is not, the madness. Yeah, it's, yeah it's got nothing to do with the creature Cthulhu itself. It's a series of crazy crap that's going on, and mm -hmm. it's like it's around Cthulhu, but it's not Cthulhu itself, you know. And yeah. as people, as you just mentioned, there, Calypso, a lot of people don't realize like. Lovecraft done a lot of co-writing with other people, but not in the they wrote together. They would swap monsters to create that big universe, which people now think of as Lovecraftian. He didn't create half of them. They were created by no. friends of his, and they all swapped back and forth. And a fun little spoiler for a lot of people, Stephen King has carried that torch forward. Most of oh, yeah. Stephen King's monsters are in the Lovecraft universe. Or yeah, from no. it. Um, Stephen King, like, like the Lovecraftian genre and authors and stuff, they're everywhere now. Neil Gaiman, Stephen King, all that kind. Yeah. People. But it's like, it's it's because I've been rereading Lovecraft recently. Um, like, I read uh, The Dunwich Horror, or The Dunwich Horror, <laughs> however you spell it. I would have um, called it the Dunwich Horror, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, the, I the, don't know the problem. I've been, I don't know either. I've been, re I read The Dunwich Horror yesterday um, at work. Surprisingly, I was able to get away with it. Um, and the best part about that story and why they call it the Dunwich Horror isn't, you know, that there's like some elder god or being, you know, that that's in the story. It's the implication of the elder god or being that's controlling yeah. everything that, you know, that that a, a, a podunk redneck town, um, you know, summons to get riches and everything like that, um, that, you know, they birthed a kid or two that one looks more human and the other is just a giant squid monster. It's all the <laughs> implications of the, the outer beings and the outer gods and yog and all that stuff that, that what, that's what makes it scary. That's what makes it the horror, the horror, horrific. 
Um, yep. The oldest and wyvern tamer, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. fear. The oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. HP. Yep. Uh, there's a YouTube video about that, about what is it? The history of Lovecraft or history of fear or something. And it's, it's a free documentary. It's up, but it's up on YouTube. It's got like um, uh, Del Toro and loads yeah, of like it. horror ones. And they all discuss like Lovecraft and the concept of, Lovecraft, like like the mythos that he created and how they brought it forward and how it it shaped their idea of horror and then how like they've created their movies and it's subtly implicated like they have taught you about Lovecraft without you even realizing it was Lovecraft, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 amazing the way it's done. And I really like how they all tie together, even though they don't. It's great. Yeah. It makes that's, me wonder. Like, kind of going back to Dead House, mm-hmm. it makes me wonder what's something that we maybe have learned already, or maybe will learn in the near future, that'll just be mentioned, that'll just be said. I we'll never feel, get an actual answer. I for feel a long time anyway. If you read the Necro Libertas, see, got it right that time. Um, there's talk of playing chess. If you noticed, pieces mm-hmm. on a board. I don't think I don't think we will hear the resolution to that directly. I don't think a lot of that because Deadhouse very much falls under the Lovecraftian thing. The minute you mention ancient gods older than time, straight away it's Lovecraftian like cosmic horror. I read that completely different. Um but uh Mephisto that's am I am I reading that right? Um, yeah. Mephisto, great name. Um, that's the thing that makes it horrifying. Uh, the things you don't see. That's why the first Alien movie and Jaws were so scary. Yes, the more you don't see the monster, the more scared you are. And that's like all. That's all of Lovecraft. Like, there's so many good Lovecraft stories out there where the big twist is there is no twist. The big twist is you just don't get to see what the ending is. I mean, it makes it kind of repetitive yep. too. But I mean, at the same time, it's. One of it's, my favorite ones so is, and I recommend reading it. It's short. Anyone can read it. Uh, the one that every time there's a game or a movie and they call it Call of Cthulhu, it's actually this story is Shadow Over Innsmouth. Yeah, that's one of my favorites too. It's, it's a really a, popular one, but it's such a yeah. good story. It's popular for a reason. It's a very mm-hmm. easy read. It's very straightforward. They're like, oh, but I don't know what's going on. Neither does the character. That's the point. <laughs> like, I like, it's it's great in that sense, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot about like uh, Lovecraft stuff. I mean, so that's just not a um, world that I'm in very much. But when I think of this stuff, and especially talking about not knowing monsters or not seeing monsters, mm-hmm. there's a movie, uh, Cloverfield, which was a big yep. giant monster monster movie. And for 99% of the film, you didn't see anything until like the very end. And I, I was so much on that movie that I followed it for six months prior when they had all this campaign mm-hmm. stuff going on. And I was in a fully packed theater for all the people that that movie was dumb. This theater was the biggest theater I've ever been in. There were like a thousand people. It was amazing. And that moment that you actually do see the monster was the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced. Oh, do you no, want do you want to know a secret? But do you want to know a secret about Cloverfield Bishop? Do you Go know why it. that was so successful? Do you know why that worked so well? 
why it works so well which which part like the, like the, the movie, movie like just as a whole concept tell me go ahead and tell me it's modeled after the original godzilla movie which is actually a disaster movie where you don't see a whole lot of the monster you just see like its head over a building oh, in the background sense. and stuff like that you don't actually get a good look at godzilla until the very end of the movie and it's about the people and it's a disaster like it's meant yeah. to be horrifying now we cheer it on because it's you know, godzilla beating the crap out of other giant kaijus like yeah, yeah that's not what it's meant to be about it's meant to be the humanization and this giant overwhelming force and that's just destroying everything and you are completely powerless to stop it and cloverfield was great in that aspect the the yeah. other movies are still good, but Cloverfield. Uh, I feel the other movies, again, haven't I, watched them, but I watched other people dissecting them, and they very much stink of that. Weird. They weren't actually Cloverfield movies. The studio bought a writer's story and jigged it around to make it fit the universe. I think 10 Cloverfield Lane is one of the best movies ever made. It's like, good. I, it's, li I like it. <laughs> it's total shoehorn. It's a total shoehorn of the Cloverfield license, but they throw it in at the end at least, and it works so well. And then I think that what there was a really crappy like time paradox Netflix movie uh, or whatever, which didn't tie into the Cloverfield Clo universe until like the very ending or something. But um, Cloverfield Paradox, yeah. Cloverfield Paradox, yeah. Uh, also the Bird Game. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, Mephisto, once again. Um, also, the board game that the Fetid Prince and the Leper play is probably not going to be resolved, or rather, through the actual game. That's what we will be unliving through. Yes, I believe that also. Mm -hmm. That the, in the Dead House lore, the Fetid Prince and the Leper are like two elder gods, um, or ancient beings who are literally playing a giant board game of chess only that chess pieces are us, the players, and the world is the world yeah. of mouth. Do, do you know what I'd love to see? Hmm. Now, again, pure speculation, but this would be phenomenal, hmm. right? Intro to Dead House, you've got like all the like screaming going on, let's say battle, all this stuff that's happening and all like that. You've got Nagaztak, you know, being brought back as a revenant, all this kind of stuff. But then during all of that, before we ever get to do anything, there's a cut. And it's that bit from the Necro Liberitas, and it's just the two shadowy figures sitting over a board, moving a piece forward and all like that. And it's just like one, the Fed Prince, like moving the piece, and it's just your turn. And then it just cuts to the game. And then when we get to, let's say, the second age or the third age, it's just the same thing again, where it's like the leper moves on. Let's say uh, the fourth or fifth age, fourth age, let's say, where we get Giga House. The leper just like moves another piece that we never got to see on the board over, and that's Giga House. Oh, man. That like, and it's just like the whole thing of the universe is just both of them. It's like literally the god and devil playing chess. You know, <laughs> that, cool. that, whole, like, that whole concept, that's like just a background thing that we never know we don't see nothing it's just a one little 10 second scene before each age yeah and then like maybe the fall of humans is like one of the chess pieces just falls over you know something like that yeah, yeah. there's a that reminds me of i don't know if, if you guys know like kingdom hearts kingdom hearts yeah. 3 did something like that with uh chess pieces and like it started off with a chess board and the two players and it was all set up cool then you played the whole game and at the end of the game you you understand what the symbolism was and it's like mm -hmm. you you see the pieces defeated or pieces added 
and you played the chess game essentially. And then at one point they change and put new pieces down and, and do stuff. It's really cool and really powerful uh, way to do that. So dead house did that. Very much so. Wyvern Dimmer puts here, every age gets a seven sons type intro. I'd love that. And then Sailor added, uh, show it as Nagaztak alive, then show a one uh, show one take a piece on the board, and then show Nagaztak transform into undead. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. That'd be and cool. Mephisto added, was it actually confirmed by Dennis that the Fetid Prince and the Leper were demigods or the sword? No, nothing has been confirmed. That's no, one of the weird, beautiful bits about the lore. Although we may or may not, I can't confirm anything yet, but we may or may not have a guest on next week that you can all harass about the lore. Yes, Hopefully. may may or may not. Um, <laughs> With the Silsey. Still, still up there, still up there. Uh, no, one of my I love that though. I love the whole chess thing because um you guys seen the original Clash of the Titans and or the remake, yes. right? One yes. of my favorite scenes is when Zeus just literally takes a pawn, puts it on the board, and then there they are in the world. Like that's the coolest, yeah. coolest thing ever. I love I it. felt angry that he threw out the mechanical owl from the original one. Man, the I mean at least Bubo appears on appears <laughs> on a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I was angry at that. That actually made me angry. I disliked yeah. him from that moment in the movie. I'm like, oh, no. I, the I best, was... the best Clash of the Titans sequel is Blood of is Blood of Zeus on Netflix. Like, I'm considering that canon to Clash of the Titans because Calibo shows up, Bubo shows up. Um, you know, all of them. It's it's it's. If you guys haven't seen Blood of Zeus yet on Netflix, you guys. I'm gotta still I'm still it's working so my way through it. It is great. It's so good. Hair up. <laughs> Anyways, but I think I think that's how it'll be with Deadhouse. Like Dennis is a is a very known. Um, his storytelling style is the the world building thing. That's why Blood Omen yeah. was giant world building. Amy Hennig's storytelling is very traditional Hollywood character A B C D. You know the Chekhov's gun approach, where it's like if there's a giant sword on an altar that shows up, that sword on the altar has to be used in act two or three or something. Yeah. Like, it's the standard three Hollywood, act Hollywood yeah. beach. Scene. And it yeah. works. It works. Like, I think that's why I, I love how dead house is going to be this, but I would love to see if Dennis branches off or dead house branches off or something to make like an immersive sim thief system, shock Bioshock kind of style game where it's just all about the world and it's all about the small details and everything within that kind of genre. I would love to see that from Dennis. Dennis specifically said he hated the uh, three act. Yeah, model. yeah, yeah. Because so. it's 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 been played out. So like yeah. you've got the the very even concept of it now, where it's literally a Hollywood beat sheet. Like there's yeah. like I don't know how many people know this, but like for the vast majority of Hollywood movies, they have a thing called a beat sheet, and it's basically a modified, watered down, Americanized version of the hero's journey. Uh, it's like this is person at particular moment in their life, things go well, things go bad, a horrible turn of events, they sink to the bottom, yada yada yada, and there's different ones for like action movie romantic comedy horror like and it's very much like if you get you can find them online if you get one and look through it and then watch any standard hollywood movie you can see yeah. yep you'll yep, never like, exactly watch movies the same again you'll like yeah, it's once you know the Chekhov's gun principle or something for movies you'll never be able to watch another movie again without thinking yep. about that it's kind like of exactly what calypso said you know you see like insane weapon in act one 
it must be used by hero or villain in act three mm-hmm. like it's just standard you know <clears throat> i mean that's fine that that works it's a it's a proven formula that works i think the thing that made the soul reaver series and stuff i think go like above and beyond kind of the basic three-act structure and the hero's journey kind of thing is the time travel bullcrap mm. Um, you know, is the the really good writing, you know, that's the only thing that really elevates it. Other than that, it's just, you know, a, a basic Hollywood thing, but it works. It well, works. It, it works, but when you ask how long can you beat a dead horse, it's currently glue. Yeah. The thing about the three acts, the thing about the three act model is one, everyone knows it, whether they realize it or not. Mm-hmm. Two, like you're saying, if you see a really cool weapon, act one, you know it's going to get used in Act Three, and everybody's like, "I want to see that. <laughs> Let's go!" Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like there's the there's good reason for there. it. There's good reason for it because it's like you know, oh, okay, Raziel stumbles upon the Soul Reaver in the first ten minutes or like whatever of Soul Reaver Two. Is he going to use it later on? He sure the hell is. Like, it's 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 cool. That amped up thing of oh man, I got to use this later on is awesome, especially if you know that structure. If you don't know that structure, sorry, spoilers, guys. Um, <laughs> like, you got to use the Soul Reaver. Um, I think it's. I think that's know. okay. But the other yeah. reason I think you're saying, like, well, it's so successful. Well, it is and it isn't. It's rehashing the same thing. But the reason why everyone flocks to see those movies is we don't like new stories. We want to see the same thing over and over again because mm-hmm. there's a weird level of comfort in it. Yeah, you know that's that we Hollywood like to know movies. that this is like that's why you get a movie where the bad guy wins. Everyone's like, <gasps> you know, because it's like the bad guy's not supposed to win. Well, says yeah, who? Exactly. Oh, but that's not how it's supposed to go. Why? Because every story you've ever been told, it's always the main protagonist that wins at the end. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that's why westerns and why westerns are like aren't really popular that much because the bad guy usually wins, or there is no bad guy in like western films. You know, there's no traditional hero ending in westerns you know um or it's like even with star wars like empire empire was so shocking of an ending or whatever for for the traditional hollywood thing that's why hollywood hates that kind of crap hollywood hates bad endings even horror movies if you you notice that watch horror movies some horror movies actually have okay endings i mean like you might be missing an arm or whatever but like you're alive you know watch did you watch sinister no no some movies the good guys don't? don't win oh well i mean see see that's that's just even good though that shock of oh fuck, the good guys didn't even win like it's it's okay it's okay i like i like that the only one i didn't like is oh we're going back through it now <clears throat> clive barker's nightbreed the book cabal was amazing the movie started with this whole thing now he didn't come up with this idea of course but like again it's been made popular it's like you know oh humans are the real monsters like these are monsters mm-hmm. but humans are the real. we get it we know <laughs> like nowadays it's been like at the time that was like oh my god this is like really cool and insightful and all like that but it's been done to death so often now that's the same with like zombies zombie movies like i oh there's too many. Oh, well no there's so many hollywood things where it's like we can't call them zombies guys we have to call them something else even though they're clearly zombies <laughs> like uh, it's it's a I'll done give to it death to the, I'll it's give done it to, it death to the last of us at least they tried different they didn't just go with oh everyone's a zombie they they went a different yeah. direction they're still there's, zombies but they they tried to make true. it their own 
Yeah, and that was a really cool. I think that's a really the clickers and stuff being a fungus. That's a real. Close. That's a real thing. That's what's creepy yeah. about it, man. Yeah. yeah, that's what's creepy about it. Like, I saw something. I saw a post on Twitter or something, and it was um, like I get the fungus in The Last of Us is a real thing, and it really affects nature, and like the results of it are nightmare fuel. Apparently, there was a oh, fungus. It's horrible. That's so, someone oh, found. So yeah. Apparently, there was a fungus. Someone found a skull of a fungus that infected someone from like the 1920s or something. It had yeah. burrowed in and altered their the entire structure of their skull and like spikes in their skull and everything. It's crazy bonkers that like that kind of stuff is a possibility. Yeah. That's what makes it scary. So like props to what's, Last of Us. What's really that. cool is the the one that they do in The Last of Us, uh, like this was only discovered a little while ago. It turns out there's like a weird bit of criteria at the very start of the game where if you do A, B, and C in the intro thing, and then before the game even properly starts, like you save it and quit and then reload, you go back into like one of the rooms. There's a photo on the television of people talking and it actually shows the ant with that fungus in its head, you know, foreshadowing, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah. this is it. This is the real thing. Like, you know, showing what's going to happen later on. But the fact that that was a cool little Easter egg where they referenced the actual thing that really exists. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I think more stuff like that should should be. We talk America. about that like we're not living through an actual yeah, plague exactly. right now. <laughs> Gosh, guys, I really wish a cool plague thing would happen right now. Like actually that's what's crazy. If this if plague we, sucks, I always promise zombies. If we get a zombie apocalypse, it'll be Bro, something closer happening. to the Last of Us. Oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah. oh, like I laugh at that. Like, we, like that's right, Joe. Just like, do sucks. I wanted zombies. Look at how woefully unprepared 99% of the world is for a bad flu. Imagine <laughs> zombies true. running around. Well, I, mean, like, I, I honestly screwed. feel zombies are, zombies are easier to deal with than a bad flu because, like, you know, everybody and their grandmother knows how to dispose of zombies. Just pop them in the head, right? It's true. You know, Again, Max Brooks' zombie survival guy. As you know? Florida man, the American. <laughs> yeah. I live in a country without guns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but you don't need you don't need guns. There are other ways. Yeah. I'm not getting that lucky. close to anything. Oh well, no. You use your. You just have to run the fastest. Well, yeah. cardio isn't that rule number uh, one or something? You don't need to do that. Just try <laughs> the person running next to you. <laughs> 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 wasn't that the quote on a magic card it was something something, something. or something i had it said if you're being chased like that the only hope you have is to trip your friend <laughs> yeah rule number one cardio yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes we all know that one don't you <laughs> i don't i, I don't seen, actually I like i don't actually one. like that movie you know I like, thought it was a fun I don't like it's, it's I, fun. I despise yeah. I despise Michael Sarah and Jesse Eisenberg as actors. Oh, like, I, I can get that. I can't stand that. Well, apart from them like being weird, awkward twins of each other and Mark Zuckerberg or what? Like I just can't stand them as actors. I don't know Do why. You know that movie off. made me stop using Facebook. <laughs> oh yeah, no, de- definitely. I haven't like, used Facebook since that movie came out. Like no, I was watching a thing on Lovecraft. <laughs> Um, this like before the stream and someone compared Lovecraft to Mark Zuckerberg like <laughs> facial structurally and like look wise and I now I can't, <laughs> I can't unsee it Lovecraft is alive and well and the only reason like, crazy the world has gone to one. shit is because Lovecraft invented Facebook it's a <laughs> it's it's one of the old ones masquerading <laughs> as Lovecraft as yeah. a little Easter egg for anyone to see what's coming yeah 
Well, he did of... create an eldritch horror. What do you think about the fact that there's this weird device that we're all addicted to, but it's slowly destroying our mind? Yeah, you're right. The internet, oh my God. Facebook, oh my God. Twitter guy is really Haster or something. Take me back to Zenga. Jack Dorsey's actually Haster. Yeah. Oh, there's a meme in there somewhere. There's got to be. There's got to be. And I guess, okay, well, going back to the old gods and like the, the, you know, the fear of the unknown. I think um, demons, like this thing right here, man, this demons, for those of you who don't know, um, go to deadhouse.com if you haven't already, deadhouse.com, check out all the concept artwork and stuff they have now. There's a demon that's like the size of a skyscraper or something. And it's, it's you know, you can see like the soul power, the energy and stuff circulating out of its body and everything. It's one of its horns is broken. It looks, it looks insane, carrying a giant sword like that kind of stuff. And I think, um, and that's a weakened one. Cause aren't they yeah, weakened by traveling yeah. into the if physical that's, plane? I think that's what I'm most excited for is this whole unknown thing, because it was hinted at in the original blood omen. I know the story River series took it in a completely different direction, but the original unspoken, the original like elder gods and the old ones that lay like were that there was a cult that worshiped in the original blood omen, um, you know, may or may will probably be expanded upon here just in a different form. So we'll finally get to see like that Lovecraftian um, g- elder god like influence within Dead House like permeate throughout, and that'll be something I'm excited for. I think Sailor Midgard. I have a theory about them now. Oh, please do tell. Yeah, you can feel free to type, type out that really long thing right now, Sailor. <laughs> get, get it going. Pages worth and pages, buddy. Don't this, forget. This no, image. keep it simple. If you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't understand it yourself. Yeah. yeah. This image right here is uh, one of the uh, desk mats that I have. It looks I wish I had a desk big enough for the mats. I wish I had a desk <laughs> big enough for the mats. Because like, those things are ginormous. Why do I Bob feel like Mark? this is what Darksiders should have been? If- Darksiders is really awesome, and I wish that that series would get a final game. But I don't think Darksiders 3 did well enough to warrant one yet. I don't know. I don't know, but that series is really great. If you guys haven't played Darksiders, you should play Darksiders. It's very Legacy of Kane e um, So, yeah, have at it. Have a crack at it. It's fun. I need to play the last two. I need to finish one first. But <laughs> you, can, you can forget Genesis. Don't worry about it. Oh, I forgot that <laughs> there was a twin-stick shooter one, right? Yeah, it's, it's like it's kind of going with the Diablo thing, but it doesn't mm-hmm. do it as, as well. Um, it's it's glaring that you can tell they had the idea for a great game, but like it kind of got rushed. So there's like there's certain little quality of life things that should be in these type of games that aren't. Mm-hmm. Like there's it's a, kind of a dead giveaway. There's yeah. a uh, developers watch speedrunners on um, Genesis. It's pretty good. Someone beat <laughs> in like ten minutes. It was like fifteen minutes, and the developers were like, "What? How did they do that?" And they're like. <laughs> just dogging each other because it's like, hey, that was your job to make sure that didn't happen. <laughs> it's it pretty good. That's why uh, I'm convinced that they should let um, Sailor and Varric just give them Deadhouse like a few months before it comes out. They don't need all the story and stuff like that, just the general gameplay and run through it and just let them break it constantly until oh, yeah. <laughs> they figure out the quickest way to fix it. We need playtesters. Look, let them do at it. They, they'll get through it. Yeah. Sailor, um, the lower bits. Go on, you read it. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. 
The lore bit says that the tears between realms are rare, but that a demon always tries to get through. So if they come through any tear from any realm, then they may be from the place between realities instead of from another one altogether. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that's why the demon's like glowing like that, because it's it's in between realms or it's from the magical realm. I mean, because color, color has a big thing within yeah. death, right so if this is a blue glowing demon it's a it's you know is it because it was someone's <sighs> magic that's going now, blue? here's the other one realm? is that blue or is that teal sure. i'm gonna go with blue simply simply because it's blue i mean it's teal it's a nice it's, blue it's, it's a suggestive nice it's a suggestive, it's a suggestive blue. Blue. yeah but that's what i'm saying that could be a mix of magic and essential yeah so so if we had a demon house would Wait, that no, be that'd make green. would that be associated with uh dimensions closer to than anything else when Maybe. we kind of talked which about brings it before. Us, which brings us yeah which brings us back to the whole uh you know the pillars the whole each house represents a pillar with the death dead with dead house being like balance demons are maybe dimensional um, was there a dimension house or a plane? Uh, I think it's dimensions or states. Yeah, I'm still them. going on the theory that um, the giants are time. That, that would be that'd be it's, neat. It's got to be time. Like if, if we're taking the pillars as concepts, obviously not pillars. Um, so that's a little bit more fluid. I could see time based on what we talked about oh, before. I don't nature, think. I don't think Sailor heard what I was mentioning before yet, because he would have only shown up now. Um, what if we're wrong that Deadhouse is death? What if, because it is a spiritual successor to Legacy of Cain, that Deadhouse is actually balance? Because the only way to balance things out is things rise to power, they need killed. Yeah. And it's Deadhouse who keeps the balance. You know, there is a balance hmm. there is a balance between life and death, and there is also rebirth. With and whole- what if that's what Nagaztak is charged with? That's what, like, we think of dead houses. Oh, look, it's the dead trying to take over. But we know they're too intelligent. We know they don't personally care about the interactions of mortals and whatnot. But what if they are charged with maintaining order when things go the wrong way? They need cold, you know? Yeah. And the gas tech is that balance. <laughs> um, dimensions in dimensions in the in blah, 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 blah. Dimensions in Blood Omen were represented by Avernus Cathedral, which connected the realms of heaven and hell. Which, um, again, so that, that makes it even more. Sailor, as we mentioned before, that looks a little like a ruined Avernus. Yeah, but how old is Ozkarox, and will it get rebuilt? They were from a different time. That's what it's mentioned. That's all that's said for these old places okay, a different time what if dead house okay i have that theory that dead house is in a pocket universe and that that malarum is part of a pocket universe or a multiverse or there's going to be that somewhere in there what if this oscarox is just a ruined version and another version will be a full you know repaired version um like like a, you you swap to another dimension or you uh, another like version of malarum uh, gameplay wise or for some story element or some story beat or something and you get to explore a a uh, completely built maybe even brand new final final brick in the oven um oscarox so like, 
Uh, Sailor says you would go to all three realms in that dungeon, heaven, hell, and Nosgoth. And uh, there was a particular radio play where Alaric and a companion found something in the ruins of Ozkarox. Yeah, that's right. And didn't that transport them somewhere? It did. Else? So perhaps the that portal they went through transported them to a um, you know fixed Ozkarox, like a non-destroyed version, and that's where they were in that radio play. Oh, by the way, everybody, the radio plays for Dead House Sonata are now in podcast form on Amazon, on Spotify, on Google play i believe yeah and uh, itunes i think it's also on itunes uh, so, not on itunes on everything else not on itunes on everything else but yeah check out the podcast versions for uh, dead house uh radio plays if you don't want to watch uh, them. mephisto it says but if dead house is balanced then they shouldn't allow the humans to be extinct you notice if you read the lore they don't they do protect certain settlements there's a settlement just within the borders of dead house where the people live in fear they are kept and ruled by a vampire woman, but mm -hmm. they are there and they are protected to a certain extent. She obviously <laughs> feeds off them, but they are kind of kept. So, Jelris, Jelris is the place. Like there isn't, there it. isn't. Uh, are the undead trying to eliminate humans? Like no, they it just don't seems care. They're just at odds. Because yeah, no, the, hu the humans are at war with Dead House. Dead House hasn't noticed. And yeah, even if they don't really, <laughs> don't really slowly, care. Dead House is slowly expanding its reach, but that's just because everything dies. Um, yeah. And, you know, they're slowly taking over Malarum, and that's the only reason humans are fighting is because the, yeah. the undead are slowly just overtaking the world. Um, but the Dead House, the dead house is just like, okay, well, it happens. The world is dying because the pillars are destroyed. That's why Dead House is expanding. Because <laughs> mm, they're yeah, not actively maybe. expanding their territory. Yeah, it's just happening. And then uh, maybe even the other, not, not what's the other place? Atan, I think, is the other yeah. side of the world for Dead House. If, if Dead House is around world or something, that's a reading it like a regular point. map. That's a good one, Sailor. We all also we don't pursue that. They keep throwing themselves at us. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's like Wyvern Tamer, the humans are at war. Deadhouse just noticed that a new one dead type appeared. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it there. Now we've got uh, a bit Eastern more now. Covenant. Thank you, Wyvern Tamer. We've got we've got a bit more. So the pillars are destroyed. We've seen that in the artwork. That's why yeah, they're the corrupted, is, destroyed. Yeah, that's why Deadhouse is expanding, not intentionally, but maybe that's part of where Nagaztak is done. Because we're, I don't think we'd go as far as World of Warcraft, but you know there must always be a Lich King. But so the dead must not just be allowed to run rampant. That there must be a certain level of order to it, which would also lead to the fact of Nagaztak being the guardian of balance. Hmm. Yeah, like what? What if um, I, I almost said font of putrescence? Um, <laughs> I don't know why. What if uh, I keep forgetting? Like we're talking about this now, and for some reason it keeps slipping my mind that we're actually going to be playing the undead in this game and mm. not the humans. And for some reason, my mind keeps slipping back to, oh, geez, fighting all these undead creatures is going to be really tough as a human. <laughs> like, yeah, it but, will be. Yeah, no. Um, 
it's yes. see, I think that's that's what the that's why Dead House is so like appealing lore wise and story wise is because we are playing the undead and we will get to see it from their perspective of how all this is unfolding and playing out with the destruction of the world with you know what the humans are doing all that kind of stuff. It's like you even seen it even though it's outdated now. But Memento Mori, yeah, the yeah. Dead House or the Noblesse sent a vampire to the front to find out about this new threat. And he was trying to find out what it was from the humans. He didn't care whether they lived or died. He tried to question them. They seen a vampire. They got spooked. They attacked them. Mm -hmm. They all ended up dead. His actual goal was to find what he eventually seen at the end was the giant. Yeah. Like it, it, the humans were inconsequential pawns in what he was trying. It's like, you know, walking outside the door and stepping on ants. Like yeah. that's how the dead view it because they are no longer the living are no longer of a concern to them. Is that how you think the giants, the giants maybe see things also? Like they're so big. Some of them are so big. I believe it's, all of the houses would. I believe all of the houses would consider the lesser houses as the humans are considered, the same way as you'd consider most beasts that roam the field. They, 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 they're not worried about them. They have no issue with them. They don't hate them, but they don't neither like them either. They're just things that exist. Yeah. And they've got their own agendas, which would normally be something, especially if you think at the time frame of the dead, the time frame and ideology of whatever the giants are trying to do. It's probably so far beyond humans. Like humans normally can't see beyond their own selfish lifespan. Whereas Deadhouse is trying to accomplish some kind of greater goal. And I'd assume the other houses also. Yeah, not all the undead are a part of Dead House, so that's true. But yes. that's also what they're either trying to do, like either get them to be part of Dead House or destroy them. We might be up against other undead. You don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even the like the whites are a big hint on that, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so like they either are not fighting, they're fighting for a dead house, or they're doing whatever they want. And if that's fight whomever, especially with the modular builds that they have, hey, I want to take that. I want to take this. Why would they not? Mm -hmm. um, the is there a human house? Essentially, mm -hmm. um, they're, they're the human uh. essentially is a human house, but um, as far as gameplay goes, it has been unconfirmed and and not really brought up if we will at some point be able to play as humans in the game. I don't I, think so. I don't think we'll never be able to play as humans. I'd say the best you could probably hope for is maybe in some kind of intro uh, for your character, you might start as human and things happen and you become that version of undead for the undead that were human possibly i don't know but that's the only yeah. way they'd ever hinted at it in that sense but i don't i don't think or foresee that like human house they're not a house in the sense of like dead house but dead house consider them a minor house in regard to they are a tribe of creatures that band together yeah yeah i mean and we could we could say like maybe like dead house is built on the foundation of what would have been the human house kind of right yeah maybe well i don't <laughs> there are um, nine great houses that we will play as and then the lesser houses like human yeah 40 minutes in character creation turn into an undead and have to do character creation all over again. <laughs> could you imagine could you imagine if that's how blood omen was if they redid oh, blood man. omen 
like would... customized cane, cool, whatever. And then you just start. You leave the tavern. You get it, killed. It would be now so totally pointless because ninety nine percent of Legacy of Kane fans would make him look exactly like Kane. So. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Oh man, I don't like the way this Kane looks. I just Every other Kane. game, you make the character to look like Kane. It's so great. of course that's our would be. I I would like that. I would like to. I'm not. I'm not remiss in saying that I would like to be able to play as humans. I think that'd be cool. But as like the main mechanics go, you know, gotta play undead. I think in like a PvP mode, you know, playing like a really powerful wizard or something to be able to combat the undead. Or I think um, you know, one of the Order of the Ashen Ring to be able to fight the undead in like a in like a in like a a human versus undead like horde mode kind of thing would be cool. And of course that could whenever, be interesting as a limited yeah. time mode. So for example, yeah. again, not to bring it back to Warframe, but Warframe <laughs> I've done these things where they have bits in the summer where like there's these weird little mini games. I remember one where you run around with like super soakers and everyone is like having this beach party thing. So imagine you get one like that in Deadhouse. There's a limited time thing for a small period of time in the game where you get to play it. But what you get to play as is a, as a paladin trying to defend the arena. So like five or six players play paladins and the other six get to use their class from dead house. Yeah. It's like a weird little arena PVP bit for fun. Like what I think of thinking about this. So imagine like the undead just destroy a uh, human town. Right. So, mm -hmm. and we know in history, that's a fact, whatever, but like going into a mini game like that, you could be a human defending that town endless wave type of fight against undead eventually you're going to quit or you're going to die therefore the town dies so yeah it's not like changing history or anything yeah it's like it's like uh though you know like let's say you know um I th what's i think scar you just said it it's like would be kind of interesting be kind of interesting for a separate game mode where you play as the underdog um underdog squad of humans against the undead like something like that where it's like it's a horde mode or whatever and you know as the waves or something get progressively stronger and you fight stronger undead eventually That'd you'll cool. lose time out and then you know that area like you said bishop would be you know one to un what the undead would control that area or something that'd yeah. be neat that'd be um, cool It'd be a really cool. Separate, uh, low just a separate options menu of like, hey, play as humans and do this like never ending here's a fight. Little, here's a game. little. Here's a little bonus game you can play for the next month until the new content drops. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, ha uh, Mephisto. Sorry, I almost said Haster again. <laughs> so, so if the giants are part of Giga House and they die, turn undead, do they get the chance to become part of Dead House? That is a working theory that a lot of us have right now, like that you'll be able to play as undead giants um no. that may or may not be part of you know dead house or part of giga house but they've teamed up with dead house or something and then you get an undead giant or something I don't know. wouldn't that um wouldn't that also necessarily be dependent on the trinary i think so yeah that's what we're trying if to figure it out if physical, giants have a different yeah. trinary and maybe they can't fall into the category of what undead is mm-hmm that's that's the fun part, but I don't know why we don't know. <laughs> people were talking about having giants in Deadhouse. You don't need to because like Giga House will be playable. Yeah, yeah, but it's like maybe I think cosmetically that'd be cool to get you know undead giant skins at least. 
something like that, like, you know, a rotting giant corpse and it's just pale. Or maybe the giant has to be a certain class of undead. Like maybe it has to get turned into a vampire. Maybe it has to become a revenant or something. Yeah. Like, Wait. like there's, there's been talk, I think from us of, you know, different size giants. They're not just going to be giant hulking skyscrapers. There's going to be like Hagrid sized giants from Harry Potter, like half giants or something. You know, oh, based on what we've seen in that thing, though. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot comes down to why are giants? Yeah, like why are giants giants? And I think that would be more of a that's a really deep dive that we don't have time for. But well, consider considering we only like recently got all of the classes for Deadhouse. I think we have to wait a while before we yeah we got a a long road ahead for before you know we can start blabbing on more about giants and everything. I hope uh, I hope Dennis is like here's the game. This looks great. Oh, also here's a giant. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past That's how, I wouldn't put it to have a giant in the game somewhere. Uh, like oh, just seeing the, seeing it at, like the, the gate. No, as like a gate guardian to where what will later be the giant area, and then it's just unbeatable. You know? Yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, we can get more into that maybe in another episode. But for now, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, starting starting to time to go, everybody. But uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. Um, and so, that was a terrible segue, guys. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> but, uh, you can check out Deadhouse Sonata at deadhousesonata.com. Um, I have been Calypso. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, as well as YouTube at Necrolibriatus. Our other host, Faceless Mike, you can follow him at The Faceless Mike on Twitter, um, Twitch TV slash uh, The Faceless Mike. Um, and also, I think on Instagram at The Faceless Mike. And yeah, then just let's look for Faces, Mike. You'll yeah, just look for Faces, Mike. You can find him. And then I'm, I'm not the guy him. in the rock band from California. Follow Deadhouse Sonata, Deadhouse Game on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Apocalypse Studios. And our other lovely guest today, Bishop, you can find him on Twitch at uh, Twitch TV slash RX underscore Bishop slash MD. Um, and it's the same. I have YouTube and Instagram also. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll find Bishop everywhere. Just use that tag. Except yeah. for Twitter. I don't think I have Twitter yet. You should don't. go on Twitter, bro. Don't. No, don't. Oh, or not. I'm, on it. I'm on it constantly. But if you want to wake <laughs> up in the morning and open an app and get instantly angry, yeah. yeah. That's why I don't have yeah. Twitter. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it for this episode, guys. Um, thank you all for uh, joining in this chat and our lovely conversations. As long as as long-winded as some of them were, um, thanks for joining everybody, and we will see you all uh, next time on Dead House Whispers. Fight the living, everybody. Fight the living. Fight the living.